Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Shem, we'll be learning Daf Samachay in Maseches Nedarim. As always, we are Le'il Nishmas of Chaim Zeb and Rav Aaron Ariel Halevi Zatzal Malinowitz, and our beloved departed and Libadol Chaim Tovim Ba'aruchim. Admeva Esrim, Chana Oira turns 20 today. Zelzain Gizonet, happy birthday, Chana Oru. Okay, very top. First word on Samachayim at Aleph. Tanya, Hamoda How do we get onto this? Well, you might recall yesterday we learned an important din from ha, for, about Nadarim from Moshe Rabbeinu. Good morning, Barry. Remember Moshe Rabbeinu? What the first Hafaris Nadarim was done by Karsh Baruch Hu or Moshe Rabbeinu had made a Nadar. And we learned a special halacha from that. The idea of nolad, right? What was the nolad, right? And so that was the discussion yesterday, that Moshe Rabbeinu made a neder uh, when he said that he was not going to leave Midian. But that neder was under the assumption that he would still be a wanted man back in Mitzrayim. He wanted to get out of that neder. And so, well, he wanted to get out of it because Hashem told him, you have to go back to Mitzrayim and let the people go. And so he said, but I made a promise. I made a nether. And so Hashem said, I'm going to be mafia your nether because no longer are they looking for you there. That was the premise under which you made the initial nether to stay down and settle in in Midian with Yisro's daughter, Tzipora. And then now that that circumstance no longer exists, I'm going to be uh, undoing that nether for you. So now we're learning a second idea which is, Tanya, um, when a person is making a nether from his friends, if he, ha- if he is going to be matir that nether, that friend from which he was nether no hana from must be in attendance. Ein matirin lo ela befanav. You can't undo the nether unless you're in the presence of that friend. We're going to see why that would be. Uh, the Ran gives a couple of suggestions as to why. Um, I like the second suggestion. It's the mo- it's more relatable, right? So, for example, this this already happened like countless times. So, may as well use it as an example. Uh, Andrew got angry and he said, "I'm never going to be having enough from Barry." And then Barry knows about this, right? And he sees that Andrew's behavior is reflected of of that nether. And all of a sudden, Andrew is starting to get enough from Barry. So, you don't want Barry to get the wrong idea. And to think that Andrew is in violation of his nether, chas v'shalom, right? So it's very awkward, because how is Barry supposed to know how to behave, right? If Andrew's not supposed to get any enough from him, and he knows that that nether is still in effect, right? It makes it very awkward for Barry also. So that's the second shot. There, there, there could be, a, um, there, there, there's more here as to why it would have to be befun of a shalom. Befun of the Gemara is going to discuss it a little bit more at length, but the point is that this is one possible reason, right? Where at least if you're going to start getting enough from him again, Andrew, you should notify him. He should know about it so that he should know how he's supposed to behave himself. He doesn't want you to violate your, your nether. You know, even though you're more than enough from him, Barry is a very altruistic uh, tzaddik, and we've said already too much because we don't want him to be exposed as one of the Lamed Bavnik. So now the Gemara asks, where do we learn that? So again, from Moshe Rabbeinu. We know it immediately. Amar of Nachman, Dechsev, Moshe Rabbeinu says, V'yomar Hashem al-Moshe b'midyon, lech shuv mitzrayim kimesu kolan Hashem. So, what happens there? Wait, how is that befanov? 
Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, ah, says the Pasuk, look at the Pasuk carefully. Bimidyon, right? The same context of Moshe Rabbeinu. Where, did, where was Moshe when Hashem told him that he could return to Mitzrayim because Das and Aviram were no longer in a position to, to hurt him? Bimidyon, Amar Lo, this is how we learn it, according to Rav Nachman, that Hashem said to Moshe, B'midyan nedarta, that's where you made the neder in Midyan, in front of Yisro, Lech v'ater, nedrecha b'midyan. Now, if we're going to do that, Sadarm, we have to go back in front of Yisro, in Midyan, to undo it. Ah, there's the source, that you have to be, if you're Moda from your friend. Now here, this was not, really Moder Hanad, this was a different kind of nether, right? This was a nether that Moshe Rabbeinu said that he was going to stay in Midian. But be that as it may, when you're making a nether that impacts, this is how we have to understand Moder Hanad. Not just Moder Hanad from a friend, that just happens to be the most typical example. But any nether that you make that will impact your friend, right? Your friend should know about it if you're going to undo the nether. That's, that's the way I would say it. Now Barry might ask, because I look at his eyes sometimes when it asks me questions, Barry might ask, uh, well, can't, can't you just notify him, right? Does he really have to be physically present at the time that you're undoing it? And, um, and I think that I saw in the Art Scroll notes that, that there's a halachic discussion about that, whether that would be, you know, whether that would work, okay? I think, I think we're still going to get into it, but not, not yet. But I think that does come up, whether notifying him um, in real time would be the equivalent. A lot of these things change. First of all, right, Nadarim isn't something that, that's done uh, every day these days, and you don't spend, I don't know, I don't think Rabbi Rose spends so much time in his office being made for Nadarim, but a lot of these things obviously change over time and culturally, right? These were a big part of the culture then. One of the reasons I bring this up is because yesterday I left out something major that Rabbi Ari Leibowitz said, which is, remember we said that the parents, that, that was the beginning of our parak, right? That that if you mow down uh, your parents, and that you use that as a hafaris nadarim uh, reason because the parents are so influential, um, Rabbi Ari said that's not that's not necessarily true in today's culture, right? Who who are people more influenced by their parents or let's say the the uh, social media, right? These kinds of things. It, it's scary to think, right? What people's influences. Uh, are these days as opposed to what they used to be. But be that as it may, um, these things change culturally. But be that as it may, we're talking about now this idea of doing the Atar Sandarim in a way that your friend would know right away. So maybe maybe if you FaceTimed him, which the Gemara did not right, anticipate, um, yeah, then that would also work. But be that as it may, he says, Lech v'ater nechavimidyan. yoel Moshe. So now we're going to look into the Pasuk. How do we know that he made a neder. So this we could have already discussed yesterday. The word Vayoel Moshe, right? That was the Pasuk. Vayoel Moshe is when Hashem, is, is when Moshe conceded to, right, or agreed to stay in Midian. That, that's a literal uh, quote from the Torah. Vayoel Moshe, Lashabas is Aish, Vayitanas Tipar, Moshe. Right? That Moshe was this fugitive in Midian, and he agreed to. Right to stay in Midian and to marry Yisro's daughter Sipara, but the word Vayoel, even though when you read the pasuk sounds like he's agreeing to stay, that 
is where we learn that he made the shvuah to stay. How so? So the Gemara ain't Allah el shvuah. The word Allah of the root Yoel means that he made a uh, um, neder, the chsiv, or really a shvuah. But you know, in the, in this context, it's the same as neder. Dechsev vayave oso be Allah. Well, that's a different context. That's in Yechezkel. What happened in Yechezkel? Nebuchadnezzar made Sidkiyo make an oath. How do we know that in that context, Ve'eveo Sobella means that he made him promise with a nether? As follows, because it says in the Pasuk, V'gam b'melech Nebuchadnezzar marad asher ishbiyo be'elokim. That, in Divrei HaYamim, in that context, it says that Sidkiyo rebelled. With, it rebelled against Melech Nebuchadnezzar. Begamba Melech Nebuchadnezzar Marad. Uh, who, who rebelled? Uh, right, a Marad is a rebellion. Who rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar? That was Tzidkiyo. How so? Because he had sworn. Okay, so we see in two different contexts. In Deber Yom, we see that there was a swearing that Tzidkiyo did to Nebuchadnezzar. He made a nether of some sort. And when that's referred to in Yechezkel as Allah, so that's how we know that the word Allah means that you're making a nether. And therefore, that's, what we mean. that's how we know that that's what it means when it says Vayoel Moshe. Then Moshe, Rabbeinu, made a nether. Are you curious, Barry, what this rebellion between Sidkiyo and Nebuchadnezzar was? Uh, because if you are, you're in luck. The Gemara is going to tell you the story now. Are you ready? My Mardute, asked the Gemara. What was the rebellion of Sidkiyo against... Um, Against Nebuchadnezzar as follows. Tzidkiyo caught Nebuchadnezzar in the act, Andrew. Doing something very embarrassing. Uh, eating a live rabbit. Like, remember Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> okay. So, this is something that only degenerates do. Okay? Nobody would want to be caught eating the live rabbit, as, as it were. So, I'm relaxed, so... Sidkiyo is, thinks he's, so Sidkiyo sees Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar thought he was all alone doing this act, and he goes, oh, he caught him in the act. So he says to Sidkiyo, please don't tell anybody, swear to me that you will not reveal, right, what I just did, so that this does not become public. So sure enough, Tzidkiyo swears to Nebuchadnezzar, he's not going to tell anybody that he saw him in the act, caught him in the act. Keeping the secret to himself, that, that which he had sworn to do, to keep the secret, was so painful to Tzidkiyo, he actually it was like a physical pain. He could not hold it in. Because Andrew, Nebuchadnezzar was a jerk, okay? And revealing this, uh, that he had caught him in this very humiliating act was would would have really brought justice in a sense, right? Because it would have revealed to everybody uh, what a low life Nebuchadnezzar was, and Sitkiyo really felt that the world deserved to know what a low life Nebuchadnezzar was. Nobody should be holding this this uh, degenerate in high esteem, Barry. Like he didn't deserve any respect, and yet he was holding himself in high respect and high command. This was a terrible person. And Sikyo had the goods, right? He had all this blackmail on him. And just holding on to this information was too much for him to bear. So what did he do? Itchil Ashvuasei. Unbelievable. He goes to the Sanhedrin to do what? Hafaras Nadarm. He had made a neder to Nebuchadnezzar that he's not going to tell. But he, he, was, he went to the Sanhedrin to be mafer neder. Ve'amar. And he told them. 
He, he told him, I walked in on Nebuchadnezzar doing this. So, wow. And so that's what happened. Well, guess what? Word got out. He, the Sanhedrin acquiesced. They did the Hafarzadarim for him. Word got out. And Andrew, what do you think? Do you think it spread like wildfire? You better believe it. Within five minutes, the whole place knew what had happened. And guess what? It gets back to Reb Nuchadnezzar. And Reb Nuchadnezzar knows it could only have come from one source. And now this does not look good for Tzidkiyot, does it? Shama Nebuchadnezzar to come He hears in the street, everybody's making fun of him for this act. Nobody else could have known that he was doing this. <clears throat> and so Shalach Vaisi Sanhedrin Vitzidkiyot. So he knows where this rumor spread from. So he calls for Sanhedrin Vitzidkiyot, Amr Lahon, and he says to them, Chazisun Maikovit Vitzidkiyot. Did you see what Vitzidkiyot did? Lav Hochi Ishtaba Bishmadish Maidila Megalina. Did he not swear? Mind you, this was not just a nether. This was a shvua. We've already uh, alluded to the distinction that a shvua is even more serious than a nether, right? Uh, Hafaris shvua and Hafaris nadarim have some differences in their halacha, right? Because a shvua is shem Hashem, right? And I mean, either way, it's it's uh, it's not great. But this was a very serious thing. I, I'm not saying that you can't be mafir shvua. I'm just saying. He said the Shem Hashem, Bishma Deshmaya, and, and he swore, to, right, in the name of heaven, not to reveal my secret. And sure enough, he revealed it. It's obvious that he revealed it. So, I'm This is unbelievable. He's tell, the Nebuchadnezzar, this is a powerful man telling you the Sanhedrin that Tzikyo swore not to give the secret, and they said, yeah, but we, he, he, yes, he swore, but we were Mafir Hazdeder. As if that's going to satisfy him. He, he says, what do you mean? You could do that? You know, he's probably thinking typical Jews, Andrew. They always have a loophole, these guys. In, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. We, can, uh, we have a mechanism for undoing swears. Oh my goodness. Now Nebuchadnezzar has a lumdish question. See, he's not a lightweight like today's politicians. This guy has a lumdish cup. He said, even in, not in front of his fa- even not in front of my face, you hold that Afilu Shaloba fun of, you can be mafia in that there. So I realized that I just said, be fun of, yeah, you, you got us. That, that's true. We do have a halacha that technically we should do it in front of your face. So I'm alone. Batun Mayavitun. Yeah, well, I didn't know that you were mafia in that there. What did you do? My time in law recently in Sikio. Right? What, if that's in fact the halacha, that you could only be mafir nether be fun of, so why didn't you mention that to Tiskio when he came to you to be mafir nether? You sort of said, we could be mafir nether, but bring the Buchanetzer here and let's undo this nether. So, Miyad, Yeshul Eretzin, Muzikne, Vatsion. So it's interesting. Sounds like they did not. Sounds like they didn't do the right halacha. So I looked in, uh, I looked in the art score and it says that the Rashba and Gitin, Lamed Hay, argues that the actual Hafaras Nadarim was not unlawful, which is to say, you know, this whole idea that you have to do Shalom Befanov, you have to do Befanov rather, it's true that technically you would have to do it Befanov when you're my friend Nether, that, that has 
impact on a friend. But the question is, halachically, if you don't do that, if you violate that, is it still chal? Would the, would the afaris nadarim still work? And I think it's, um, my understanding from the art scroll note here is that it still would work, right? Those are two different questions. Are you allowed to do it? No. You have to have your friend present. And that's the, that's the takanas chazal, right? For good reason. We just mentioned one reason why that takanas chazal might, might be because your friend needs to know. It impacts him. So if it impacts him, he should know about it. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that if you did the wrong thing and didn't have him, in, in attendance, that the nether wouldn't be made for. Sounds like the nether would be um, unresolved. However, the Rashba says, yeah, maybe in, in terms of Hilchos Nadarim, it may have worked, but it's still a massive Chil Hashem, right? This did not make us, made the, the Jews look too good at all, that, that they could just, their word doesn't mean anything, right? Their word isn't bond. They, can, they could swear up and down to the heavens, and then just go to the Sanhedrin and undo it. That did not look good for, for Tzidkiyahu at all. And that led to what we say in Eicha. Miyad Yeshu Laretzin Muzik Nevatzion. Nebuchadnezzar started ripping apart the Sanhedrin. Right? He made them sit on the ground. He had, previously they had these exalted position on these golden thrones. The Sanhedrin was then knocked down and figuratively and literally. Okay, they removed their cushions, but it's more than that, right? He, 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 they, they were reduced tremendously in terms of their influence, in terms of their um, right, reputation in his eyes, right? They no longer had this uh, perception, he no longer, Nebuchadnezzar no longer had this perception that these were exalted people of high integrity that he shouldn't violate and shouldn't, Right, should never um, bring problems to, and it led to tremendous, tremendous korban, obviously, uh, as as Chil Hashem does. Okay, okay, amazing. So now we're up to the Mishnah on Samachayim and Aleph as follows. There's certain things that you might think are kind of like a new development, but really, in a certain sense, are not. But ain modim lo, and the Chachamim disagree with Rameir on this. What are we talking about? Says the Gemara Ketzad. What are we talking about? Amar. Let's say a guy says, I make a nether um, that I will not marry this woman, right? means I make a nether that, I, that it'll be like a korban to me, right? In other words, this woman, she'll be a konam to me with respect to marriage because her dad is a jerk. So Amrulo, Mace, Asha, Chuba, and then he finds out that this person, this father, that was the reason why he wasn't marrying the girl, is no longer alive, or he did tshuva, he's a good guy now. So that is something, is that nolad or is not not nolad? So we'll see how that plays out in the Machlokas or Meir Nechachamim. Or another case, Karim Levayat Zeshani Nechdas, right? Um, Andrew doesn't nev- never wants to go. He makes a nether, because Andrew's scared of dogs, a lot of people know that, terrified. And, and Barry got a, uh, he got a little chihuahua, who can't harm anybody but barks a lot. So Andrew's terrified, so he makes a condom that he's never going to go into Barry's house. Because Barry has scary pets like a, like a barking dog or a snake. They say to Andrew that Barry's dog died. Oh, his. Or he ran over the snake in the driveway as he was pulling out for Dafiomi. So, so that's like a hybrid. Is it really nolad or not? We'll see. So, again, these are the cases where mayor 
would say that it's not really like Nolan, and therefore you can be mafia the nether, right? But the chachamim who don't allow Nolan, right, are to be to be undone, right? Remember that was a that was a situation where we say in order for it to be in order for a nether to be undone, since we're doing the parak of Afaris Nadarm, right? It can't just be regret, and there was a machlokas that we already alluded to, where the chachamim don't think that you can say that something which is no lud can be a legitimate basis for undoing a nether because after all, again, Barry, we have to say that in order to undo a nether, you had to have had this sort of uh, mistaken mindset at the time of the nether, which obviously by definition you could not have had if it's something that's a new circumstance. A new circumstance is not something that you could have known about, but it's kind of like no lud and kind of not, right? Because... You know, the father could have always, the father or the dog or the snake, right? No, nobody lives forever. And so is their death something that's no or not? So let's look in the Gemara and see if we can, um, if we can flesh a little, this out a little bit more. As follows, this is the Gemara. Mace, no who? What do we think of death? Is that something that we're going to say is a new development or is that something that not? Right? So again, all of these cases, is, we said it's like Nolan and it's, like, it's, and it's not like Nolan. And that's a very good question indeed. Nobody lives forever. Everybody dies. So if something dies, is that something unforeseen or not? Can you include it in the original nether enough, right? Is it enough on the horizon when a person makes a nether, the death of something? Is it enough on the horizon such that when it happens, you could say, yes. How, that I would would have had it in mind when I made the nether enough that you can include it in the hafaras and darb. That's the question. So Amar Rabuna, Nasika Soyla Nidra Bedavar. It's a fascinating idea. It's not exactly right that you're saying, you know, when when, when Mayor holds that you can be my for nether, right? He's not necessarily making a statement that mace is or isn't considered nolad. Right? In other words, for Mayor to say that you can do a Hafar Sandarim, he's saying that within the Chachamim, right, who don't allow Hafar Sandarim on Nolad, that Mace is not considered Nolad. That's what we think he's saying. But now Rabuna is saying that's not necessarily what Mayor is saying. Mayor might say that Mace, it's not that Mace is such an anticipated event that it's not Nolad, but rather, what we say, in other words, the reason why mace can be, uh, you can cancel a nether is because it's like a contingency, right? In your nether. In other words, I don't want to marry this girl because her father's a jerk. Well, when you made the nether that you're not going to marry this girl, it's as if you built a contingency into your original nether that if her father were to die, you would marry her, right? He could have said two other things. He could have said, I'm getting no anonymous woman. Right. Right, Andrew. Right, Andrew's pointing out he's supporting Rabuna, right, by saying that the language could have been uh, by by explicitly saying the reason why he's not marrying this girl. That is equivalent to making a contingency that were this explicit reason no longer applicable, then I would marry this girl. And that's exactly what Rafuna is saying, Andrew. You're just saying it in a way that I can understand better. So thank you. So that's that's the 
That's Rav Huna's pshat. And again, this was explained that Rameir is not arguing with the Chachamim. He's saying Nolad doesn't work. But this isn't Nolad for the exact reason that Andrew just mentioned. Another answer, Rabbi Yochanan, the great God alone Eretz Yisrael, Amar, Kvar Mei Sukvar Asa Tshuva Kamilei. Well, that, that does change the math, doesn't it, Andrew? We're talking about a case where before he made the neder, the father already died or already did chuba. What is he saying then? He's saying that at the time, the mayor is saying at the time the neder was made, it was no longer an issue. And therefore, it's what? It's not what's called a toile nidro bedavar. It's not a contingency in the neder, but it's a neder toes. In other words, he thought, let, let, let me make this clear. The, when, the guy who made the neder didn't realize that the father died or did tshuva. He, but, okay, so then what you have now is that it's not as if it's a contingency. Well, a contingency, I like that idea of contingency, but that's not exactly what it's saying here. It's saying that it's, he made a mistake. Like he thought her father was going to be a problem, right? And like Andrew said, he explicitly said it, but this is even less than Nolan because this was already at the time of the neder was, was no longer an issue. And so he made the neder under false pretense. Okay, that's even easier. So we turn to Samachem and Bez. Andrew's not impressed with the Yochanan's shot. What can I do, Andrew? That's what it says. Okay, so Masih Rabbi Yava. <laughs> okay, so now, Rabbi Yava also had an issue with Yochanan's shot. As follows. Because the Mishnah, and where is this Mishnah? It's tomorrow's Mishnah. Rabbi Yava looks at tomorrow's Mishnah, and what happens tomorrow? A guy says, I don't want to marry this girl because she's ugly. Turns out, um, yeah, she looked ugly in her yearbook picture, Andrew, but turns out she's beautiful. That was just a bad angle, okay? Or, shechora, very lemana. He thought that she was shechora. Turns out she, she thought she was black. Turns out she's white. Again, the photographer in Beis Yaakov can really change a girl's future, right? He's looking at the yearbook and he doesn't realize she's not, you know, the lighting was wrong. Tzara, very aruka. She's sitting down. He thought she was short. Um, he didn't realize that she wasn't standing up. She stands up. She's beautiful and tall. Mutaba. He can marry her. Why? Because it's not because all of a sudden, right, she morphed into something else from, from ugly to beautiful or or from black to white or from short to tall. Yeah. She didn't change, right? But the angle looked wrong in the yearbook. Meaning, when he made the nether, it was a tos. That's the idea of nether tos. That's tomorrow's Mishnah. Okay. So we see that a tos nether doesn't work. Right? That, in other words, right, we say that it's totally mutter, but you don't have to undo this nether. It was just a mistaken thing. So that's tomorrow's Mishnah. So what's the kasha on Rabbi Yochanan? As follows. So I can understand if our Mishnah, right, that we're talking about of the, of the dying of the dying, horrible father. Our mission is talking about toilet nidra bedavar, what Andrew just explained in Ravuna. If you're talking about that, the Chiddush of our Mishnah is that he made a stipulation, a contingency, and that, that so that, that would be the Chiddush of our Mishnah. That a contingency, once it's explicit, you don't have to do it far as a dharm. So, Tana, toilet nidra bedavar, right? So, our Mishnah is teaching you Nidra B'davar, but Tana Nedar Tos. And tomorrow's Mishnah is teaching you Nedar Tos, with the ugly girl turned beautiful. But according to Rabbi Yochanan's shot that Andrew didn't like, where we said that the case was that it was a Nedar Tos, so the Lamin Limisna Trey Zimni Nedar Tos. Why do we have to learn it today 
and then learn it again tomorrow. Kasha, that's actually a good one. So how do you like that? Rabbi Abba and Andrew don't like Rabbi Yochanan's shot in our Mishnah. And they like Rav Huna. They like to say that our Mishnah is teaching you Toila Nidra B'davar, whereas tomorrow's Mishnah is teaching you Neder Tos. Very good. Next, what else did Meir say? Next Mishnah. V'od Amar Meir, Postal Lamin Akasav Shibat Torah, V'omran Lo, Ilu Aisi Yodea Shata Orva Lo Sikom, V'alo Sitor, V'alo Sisna Sachicha V'avavecha, V'afta L'recha Kamocha, V'chai Achicha Imach, Shu Ani V'ein Atay Yechol Afarnaso. So, what's going on here? As follows. Uh, what would be considered, again, the topic of this parak is, what would be considered a legitimate reason for a Pesach, right? To say that I was not aware of this at the time that I made it the nether. Had I been aware, I would not have made the nether. So we say, we could take values, ideas in the Torah. Mind you, Barry, you're not allowed to make a nether al-mashakosav b'torah, right? You're not allowed to make a nether that you're not going to put on tefillin. That never works, right? But these are not things that you're directly violating uh, per se, right? It has to be somewhere in between. They're violating certain values. So again, what was the case? You made a nether that you're not going to support a particular... Well, you made a nether that you're not going to have enough. I mean, the most classic nether, Barry, is this guy's not going to have enough for me. Hmm. So how does that work? What if the person becomes destitute? So now we get into a gray area, Barry. Why? Because there is a Kupa Shultzdaka, right? There are other people who could support this guy, right? So you're not really in direct violation, right? You're not saying that you're never going to give Tzedaka. You're not saying that you don't believe in Vahaftalarecha Kamocha. But on the other hand, with respect to this particular individual, right, you certainly are in violation of certain values. This is not a way to behave, to say, I don't want anything to do with this guy. How is that? That's definitely not in the spirit of, right, the Torah values that we are mentioning, right? The Torah values are, first of all, so it's interesting. First of all, it starts with los sikon velocitor. That's, um, that's revenge, right? So again, in order to make a nether, and we've talked about this many times, we're not fans, right, of people who are making these nadarim. Because it's not, we don't consider this to be like a balanced, calm, magnanimous way to behave. To say, I'm never going to have an offer from you, or you're never going to have an offer from me. This is kind of how unstable people with anger issues behave, right? And so, to say that I'm never going to, you're never going to have an offer from me, that's a violation of losikom, which is don't take revenge. Lositor, don't bear grudge, right? Lositna you shouldn't hate your brother in your heart, right? It, is, it, is it a direct violation? Maybe not, right? Because if it were, so then you, it, the nether would never work. But it's, it's definitely not in the spirit of being a good dude, right? It's not in the spirit of right? People should be able to live and coexist happily, right? And technically, so for example, let's, the per- let's say the person became an Ani, and now you can't, because of your nether, support him. <clears throat> so, we say that these are reasons you can, you can say, you know, at the time that I made the nether, I was angry with this individual person. I wasn't intending to violate these Torah values directly, but I'm realizing that, you know what? 
me having this dynamic now with this guy by virtue of my nether is a violation of these principles. That is a good enough reason for a Pesach for Hafaras Nadarm. And therefore, he could say, Amar, if he said, So let's say the guy becomes destitute. You could say, had I known he'd be destitute, I would not have made this nether. I raise a mutter. Right? And it's still, that is, that is valid. Hataras Nadarm. Okay. Fine. So, says the Gemara, right? Clearly, it seems from our Mishnah that the obligation to support an Ani, right, uh, is a real obligation on an individual. So, says the Gemara, only Rav Huna bar Rav Katina le okay? It says, Nema the Choldem Ani lav alai nafil. My mati right? So this was alluded to when we were explaining the Mishnah. Wait a minute. Is this really true that means that it's incumbent upon every individual in Klal Yisrael of means to support every Ani in Klal Yisrael? Is that a one-to-one obligation? So this is exactly what we're talking about, Barry. If it were true, there's a one-to-one obligation. You probably couldn't never make the nether in the first place, right? Because you, you can't violate what's, what's in the Torah. But this is kind of like a hybrid, right? You have a general obligation to be supportive. So is this obligation really general? And when you say, as a, as a right, sort of like a, a, a corollary of that, would you say that means that you, that you, Barry, are responsible to be mefarnis anybody in Klal Yisrael who's destitute? So that's what he's saying over here. Uh, the person who's making the nether could easily say, wait a minute, I don't have to support him, right? The, the community has an obligation to support him. I have a personal vendetta with the guy. So let the Kupa Shotstaka support him, Barry wants to say. Says the Gamar, Amarlay. No. Ani Omer Right. When the Mishnah is talking about a personal obligation, right, to support the subject of the nether, it means he had not yet applied for the right communal kupa shotzdaka. In other words, like this. Family and friends are the first line of defense, right? The Kupa Shotzdaka is the last line of defense. So that's what it means. It means that Barry and Andrew are buddies, right? And so they have a responsibility for each other that precedes that responsibility of, right, the community, right? And that's, an, that's sort of like a Garanowitz Mr. Moment, isn't it, Barry? That we are responsible for the people we know, right? And, and that's supposed to happen, right? That responsibility is supposed to take place before, right, they end up being turned over to the community. Uh, of course, there is a communal responsibility, but before that, there is an individual responsibility for the people you know. So, yes, it's true, it's a hybrid, right? It's not a direct one-to-one, or you'd say it's a, such a dare responsibility that Barry asked to Andrew that were he to make a nether, that the nether wouldn't even count, but it's also not such a not responsibility that the Afaris Nadarim wouldn't work either. So you see how everything is a balance, Barry, over here? That in order for it to be an Afaris Nadarim, it has to make sense that you would have some degree of responsibility. It has to make enough sense that based off of that, we could be mafia or nether, 
right? And so, uh, however, the responsibility has to be um, vague enough that the nether could work in the first place. And that's kind of the level of responsibility that you have to, Andrew, so I just want you to keep that in mind. That it's not like you have a daily responsibility every day to make sure that, you know, he's okay. But by the same token, if you don't see him for like one or two days enough, you do have a responsibility to check in on him. See what I'm saying? Chas Vashom, it's a terrible example, but, you know, he's probably in San Diego, so we don't feel bad for him. Okay, so here we go. Mishnah. I mean, you're here now, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so now the next Mishnah. What's this idea of Ksuvas Ishto? Let's say he, he's doing this classic jerk face uh, husband guy who's Moder Hanav from his wife. So we say to the husband, you know, if you know the Hanav from her, or if you, if you know that she can't have Hanav from you, that is not compatible with the marriage. You're going to have to divorce her. And by the way, that means you're also, we've already learned Masechus Ksubas, Baruch Hashem, Hadron Allah on that. You're going to also have to pay her ksuba. So he's allowed to, even though he made the ner there, say, ooh, forgot about that. Had I known I was going to have to pay the ksuba, I would not have made the ner there. That's a legitimate enough Pesach to, for our Faris Nadarim. Okay? Let's see this inside in the Mishnah. A story to that effect. This jerk was Nodar Hana from his wife. She had a nice heavy ksuba. She knew that she needed to uh, disincentivize this behavior. A large ksuba. Uvalif ne Rabbi Kiva. Okay, so Rabbi Kiva was adjudicating the case. He said, you know what? Yeah. You have to give her her whole 400 dinarim ksuba. So I'm alone. So the, so the husband said, Rabbi, but Rabbi Kiva, my father had 800 dinarim, and I have a brother, he died, but not al-achi arbamos, v'ani arbamos, and so the estate was divided evenly into two, right, arbamo dinarim each, which means that's all I have to my name. So lo, daya, shetitol hi matayim, ani matayim. Wouldn't it be more fair, Rebbe, if, like, she split the estate, right, upon this divorce? Let's just have a divorce and split the estate, even Stephen, and she gets not 400, but 200 dinarim. He says, no, the Ksuba says 400 dinarim, even if you have to sell your own hair in order to do what? To give her her Ksuba? So the Mepharshim have to explain, the Gemara is going to explain that there's a detail here, but the point is that even if you have to sell the shirt off your back, right, in order to give the 400, you're not getting 200, you're not getting to keep 200, you have to pay her the full Ksuba. So I'm alone. So then he said to Rabbi Kiva, So then he regretted. He said, If had I known that, I would have never made the nether hana, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, Good, stay married. That nether hana is stay married, and that nether hana is now null and void. You just did a faris nadarim. Uh, they're going to have to go to counseling, Barry. But the point is that the nether hana was undone based on this idea. This is an illustration of our Mishnah that. That realization that he had to pay the ksuba is enough grounds to be my friend Nether. So now the Gemara says, ksuba. Wait a minute. What's this idea of the of the four hundred dinar? Is that really part of the ksuba? In ksubis, which we learned, Baruch Hashem, we had a machlokas about that. This sounds like we're taking a stance in the machlokas of Meir versus Chachamim, right? Whether you can use metamtalin for ksuba, Meir holds that. You can. So, is our mission supposed to be a data point to support Rabbi Meir? No, Rabbi says no. This could be according to Rabbi Meir or according to the Chachamim, right? 
this is just a case where it was land worth Shmonamayos dinar. But then the Gemara says, wait, Katani Sarosha, but Rekiva said you would have to sell the hair on your head. Sarosha Metaltalehu, how is he going to pay her with hair? That's metaltalin. That sounds like Remy Mayer. So says the Gemara, no, Hachikamar, Afiyot HaMochesh Arosha Ba'ochel. No, he means you're going to sell the 800 or 400 dinar worth of land, and then you're going to have to sell your hair in order to support yourself, not to, in order to pay her the Ksuba. That's what it means. And therefore, the metaltalin issue is not included in our, in our Gemara. So, in, our, in the story of Rebekiva and the Mishnah. So says the Gemara now, it emerges, Shmas Mina, Ein Mesadrin Leval Chov. This idea of Mesadrin Leval Chov means the following. If a person owes somebody else money and that debt comes due, right? So let's say, right, person A owed person B $100,000. That's all he has to his name. So Mesadrin Leval Chov would mean we leave him enough money to survive off of. And then, so let's say he needs $5,000 to live. So he only has to pay $95,000, right? We'll let him pay the rest later. So Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, the valedictorian of the Masech of Sachem says, Lomar she'en mekar in shtar ksuba. What it means is, we don't tear up the shtar, which is to say, when it comes to misadrin balchov, to regular balchov, maybe we'll leave him enough to live, and then that ends up being all he has to pay is $95,000, and the debt is wiped clean. When it comes to ksuba, we might be misadrin, we might leave him enough to live off of, but there's still an IOU. In other words, until the ksuba is fully paid, there's still a balance, okay? And that's what it means, that we're learning from here, that you will always have to, you can say it's written in stone, literally ksuba means it's written, it's already decided that this ksuba will have to be written. So when we do for ksuba and arrange for the person to still have enough to live, we're still, we're, we can do that, but there's still gonna be a balance that he'll have to pay. Um, when he does get enough money, right beyond that, he'll still have to pay the remainder. So we'll continue tomorrow with the mission on the top of Samachbav Amad Aleph.